Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pod 2112, the official podcast of the 2112 Group, where we talk with business executives and thought leaders about the technology, market issues, and trends impacting the world around us. As usual, I'm your host, Larry Walsh, and I have to say that we are not living in usual times. I, you know, I don't want to be one of those, you know, just yet another one that is repeating over and over what is going on with the coronavirus pandemic and the disruptions that comes from it. But I have to say that the topic that we're here to talk about today is germane and more prescient than ever amid all the chaos that we're dealing with. Managed services was always a great place to be if you were a solution provider. You know, our research shows that the average solution provider earns as 20 to 25% of their gross revenue from managed services. They earn as much as 30 to 40% of their profit from it. It truly is the revenue and the profit driver of the channel. But given the disruptions caused by COVID-19, managed services is in high demand as companies are stretching to meet the surge in the work from home employees and the challenges of distributed and displaced IT staff. A lot of the businesses out there are just grappling with how to equip, enable, and maintain their operations when now everybody is far flung at the same time. And you know, managed service providers initially thought they were ready for this. Um, and just as this pandemic was beginning beginning to you know sink its teeth into us i was having conversations with literally dozens of msps at a time talking and they were really confident you know they were built for this they've been delivering services remotely for the better part of the last 20 years um, but they are quickly discovering that they're not always well positioned for this. They don't always have the right skills for, or the right services that their customers need. And they're certainly beginning to see that they may not be able to adjust or be able to fulfill on the capacity or the demands on them now that everyone is calling in looking for support. Now, uh, there's a company here in New Jersey. Uh, when I say here, I mean, I can almost see it from where we are in New York uh, called IT by Design that helps MSPs augment their resources and capacity with expert teams that can jump in. And joining us to talk about how MSPs are coping with the COVID crisis is Sonny Kayla, the CEO of IT by Design. And he, you know he has some really interesting insights of not only about normal MSP capacity and the need for periodic augmentation, but also what's happening out there amid the pandemic and all the disruptions. So with that, Sonny, welcome to Pod2112. Thank you, Larry. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a it's a pleasure. I wish it was under better circumstances. Uh, but first, why don't we just start? Because not everybody may be familiar with IT by Design. What can you just take a couple of minutes to uh, to share with everyone what it is that IT by Design does? Uh, sure. Uh, IT by Design is a master MSP um, based out of Jersey City, New Jersey. Uh, we provide uh, knock services, white label help desk services and uh, professional services are doing migrations and uh, projects for our MSP partners. So we, we do knock help desk and professional services for the channel. And that is one uh, part of our business. And another part of our, our business is we started in 2003 as MSP and we still uh, maintain that MSP in New York City. Uh, we provide services that are typical managed service uh, practice services. 
and two small medium-sized businesses, hedge funds, marketing companies, to law firms in New York City. So our uh, mothership is managed service, managed services, and then we evolved uh, as a master MSP and doing a lot more with our MSP partners now. So. Uh... Neil, you were running a fairly brisk business prior to all this happening. Are you seeing an uptick in the request or demand for support from the MSPs that are in your network? Absolutely. Uh, so what we see is a spike in tickets, projects uh, related to remote workplace, uh, virtual teams set up or virtual workplace set up to virtual classrooms, uh, cloud setups, a lot of small businesses, they were not ready for this, where they always resisted to change, especially in terms of letting people work remotely or uh, having their systems in the cloud. So those are the businesses where they are desperate to get their cloud up and running, get their teams up and running, working from home, and they, they, need, uh, they need help from our managed service providers and managed service providers are also going through uh, major challenges in terms of letting everyone work from home, keeping security and everything in mind. And they are reaching out to us. Hey, Sunny, do you have uh, do you have some engineers that can help us to to overcome this to help us with the backlog? Interesting. So. It sounds uh, it, it sounds like what I heard there was is that you have a lot of companies out there that that were still holding on to their old Microsoft Office licenses that are scrambling to get on 365 and everything that comes along with that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, very surprising to me how many small businesses they did not have their complete cloud setup done. They didn't have their uh, disaster recovery business continuity setup. They don't have their communication plan in place. They don't have the, the environment which can empower, enable their colleagues, their teams to work from home. Yeah. What, what else was surprised you in that, that initial surge from the, from the community? I mean, it, it's, it's not just that they were reluctant, but I mean, when you talk of, you know, one of the things you were talking about is not being prepared from a communications perspective or not even considering contingency plans that they would have to enable uh, a remote workforce. Do you think this is causing them to not just, you know, adjust this for the, for the moment, but also to rethink the, the way that they need to be structured? Absolutely. Uh, I think this is just going to uh, change, uh, absolutely change the way we, we function, the way we work, our dependency on technology. Uh, this is a major disruption for all businesses throughout the world. And this disruption is going to make people think more in terms of technology. Uh, they need to leverage technology. Uh, so the bigger picture here is uh, all businesses are going through this evolution now, going through this um, you know, thinking time that they need to be more technology ready for these type of uh, crisis, these type of disasters. And they need to, uh, you know, so their dependency on technology is gonna go up from this point on because we will never be the same the way we 
ran our businesses, the way we functioned as teams, it's going to be a new way and there will be more dependency on technology. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm resisting saying that this will change everything because even though I believe that and I, I've already started making a list of things I, I suspect will, will never go back to the way they were, uh, but it's hard to say what will happen for now. But I, I am curious, though, were the MSPs, prepared for for that because we've we've seen and anecdotally that even though that they are purveyors of technology they're not always the best utilizers of different types of technology particularly what you said about their own challenges about enabling working from home yeah so everyone is in a in a different place in terms of their entrepreneurial journey their organization's uh, evolution uh, there are MSP where they are operationally very mature. Uh, their readiness for to deal with this type of situation from their team's perspective, their infrastructure perspective, uh, they are doing a great job um, uh, confronting this you know brutal reality that we see. Uh, but there are MSPs where they were like you know early stage companies, they were startups. They are not mature en uh, enough op uh, operationally, and they are struggling to kind of really, um, you know, uh, get through this. Uh, and they, they, they are not seeing that smooth transition that uh, high mat operational maturity uh, MSPs are seeing. What are some of the things that the MSPs are asking you for in terms of support? One of the things that surprised me uh, is there's been, as I'm talking with MSPs over the past week or so, is that they're beginning to understand that their own capacity is not just about technology. It is about their own people. Do they find that they need to have not just technology backup, but human backup? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's where their, uh, their pain is, their need is, uh, that they are not having enough engineers to deal with all the cloud projects, to remote workplace, remote classroom, making sure that uh, people that are working from home for their customers, uh, they are able to access uh, all the information that they need to access from home uh, uh, with, you know, in a secure uh, and easy to use environment. And that's what they're reaching out to IT by design for, uh, temporary workforce, uh, sometimes it's project basis. Sometimes, hey, I just need five more engineers to work with me for uh, 30 days, 60 days. So they're reaching out to us for additional hands. And the second piece that they're, um, they know as part of our build IT um, peer group community, uh, they, uh, that we are, uh, you know, we do a lot of breakouts, a lot of webinars, best practices from the business strategic point of view to operational HR talent. So they're reaching out to us that IT by design, uh, you are 500 plus people company. Uh, you have been doing this you know, distributed workforce with your back offices in India. So your leadership team is used to this virtual type of setup. Your uh, people are used to, do you have some best practices? Do you have you know, the tools that you recommend, processes that you recommend, uh, compliance side that you recommend, uh, something that you can share with us so that we can apply those best practices to our business.
do you find that they're also looking to looking to you to help them with things that they're being asked for by their customers that they're unfamiliar with? Uh, you know, again, some of the things that, that that we've noted over the years is MSPs get into a a rather narrow focus of what that they what do they do? Um, they are specialist in one particular domain, or maybe they're specialist in uh, security, they're specialist in backup, or they're specialist in endpoint. But they're but they're not necessarily the Swiss Army knife to be able to cover the broad set of of customer needs. Do you find that they are looking for you to cover their not just their capacity but their gaps? Yeah, so every team will normally have some uh, competency, uh, skills and competencies gaps. But we do see some requests where MSPs are coming to us that, hey, my client wants to use this cloud, for example, AWS, or uh, they want to use you know, this technology. Do you have some skills and competencies? Uh, can you give us a team get, you know, or handle this project? as a white label service. So they are reaching out to us where they don't have in-house capabilities. Uh, they are reaching out to us for those capabilities. What do you what do you tell your MSPs about capitalizing on this? And maybe capitalizing is not the best word to use right now because nobody wants to be seen really has you know, taken advantage of a crisis, but this is an opportunity for transformation and education. Um, are you providing them with any guidance on how to use this as a means of helping these, helping their end customers, their, you know, this, these businesses that they support with recognizing the value and staying with this after this all passes? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, uh, what so we are, I mean, as part of our thought leadership, uh, we have been having a lot of conversations with industry experts to our partners. If some, you know, so and 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 keep uh, so we have a data collection team, COVID data collection, COVID related data collection team. So from HR, finance, leadership, uh, we have been, uh, you know, we have been collecting that data and also advising our partners uh, what they need to prioritize, what they need to focus on. So number one thing is uh, in, this type of, uh, in this type of situation, uh, uh, people of power uh, sometimes, uh, it, you know, we, we kind of start jumping into these situations and start working on tickets and projects that let's get this, but then we forget about people sometimes. As leaders, as entrepreneurs, our number one job right now is to lead through crisis. And people, you know, people are so critical to to come out of this as a team. You have to make sure. So you have to make sure as an entrepreneur that you are uh, you're putting your people first, and then technology and other things last. And so what we, are, what we are practicing and preaching to our partners, that take care of your people, health is most important, and especially now start educating them that how to keep physically, mentally, spiritually healthy while you're working from home. Take this as an opportunity to, to kind of, you know, take like, for example, small walks with your family at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day or lunchtime. So take care of yourself so that you can take care of others lead well in terms of 
you know, uh, and it's going to come from internal communication plan. We have to make sure that, you know, from the huddles that we do in the morning, debrief that we do towards the end of the day, or a lot of MSPs, I know they're using EOS system, which is the entrepreneurial operating system, which uh, gives you that L10 structure, which is a weekly um, weekly time for the team to come together. So making sure that the communication from, you know, in the morning, I every day I wake up in 7.30 a.m., we have a virtual town hall every single day for 15 minutes. All I'm asking everyone is how they're doing, are they healthy, healthy, do they need any help with, you know, to, if they're struggling, they, they have anything going on in the family, I want them to come to that virtual town hall that we run every single morning uh, where they can come and if we can help, we want to and we are going above and beyond to help our people. Then, uh, you know, managing productivity, leading your team to make sure that they continue to create value for the customers. And if it's internal team or of support staff, they are creating that value for their peers. If they are external customer facing, they are creating their value. So if they are working from home, making sure that every single day you are entering time on time, every time the way you were from the office. So creating their value, demonstrating their value is very important at, at this point. And then the major piece for an entrepreneur is, you know, how to survive and how to thrive in this environment. And it comes down to your cash planning, your cash flow planning, and your revenue forecast. So cash is king. So what we are advising everyone is to make sure that they reforecast with a 20 to 30% plus minus revenue reduction. And the cash flow reduction that's gonna happen, even you have a great partner, great customer, they may not be able to pay you in the next 30, 60 days. So make sure that you preserve cash, make sure that you push out APs uh, as, as much as you can, especially for vendors that were not performing well, you want to pay them last and you want to control your AP, control your AR, uh, take, uh, uh, you know, take these uh, relief programs, the funding relief program uh, from the SBA relief program to any program that is out there at the state level, at the county level, at the federal level. Your COVID data collection team uh, should have a finance person that is collecting that information and take that very seriously and apply for that funding so that you have some cash to get through this tough time. And yeah, so that is our, and then looking at your business insurance to make sure that any kind of business interruption insurance type of stuff that you have, uh, you are looking at that and you are taking action uh, in a timely manner. Yeah, you know, I, I have to pause here and say that I couldn't agree with you more about, you know, adjusting forecast and, and, um, and, and managing expenses. Uh, you know, one of the things, you know, our research finds us annually, it's astounding, but, you know, I'll share a couple of stats with you. 56% of, of solution providers do not have sales goals or sales plans, which you know, in, in other words, they don't have a forecast to actually make adjustments on, which would lead one to believe that they also don't have a good handle on their expenses. 
Um, you know, I, I just I want to ask you one last question. Is um, you know we've been talking about how you're supporting the your your MSPs downstream from you, and then by virtue of that, supporting the end customer. Are you hearing from the vendors that are also being pressed into deeper action to support more partners and customers? Are there are the vendor, is the vendor community also or are you seeing them lean on the MSPs to help support or or field more resources into supporting the customers? Uh, yes, uh, they are doing their best. Uh, for example, Ingram Micro to a lot of other uh, partners out there. They are, uh, I think, they're very supportive. And uh, I personally know some of our partners where they reached out to them and they worked. You know, so these uh, distributors to all other uh, vendor partners, they're working with the MSPs uh, to come up with some relief program that in terms of, uh, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, helping them by deferring the payments to other things that, that they can do and anything that they need in terms of delivery that because it's a new way of getting your uh, hardware to anything that you need uh, to the customer site. If there is anything that is critical, uh, it's urgent in nature. So they are, you know, I do see that good partners are working with the MSPs to to help them get through the situation. That's fantastic to hear. Well, Sunny, I really appreciate you joining us on Pod Twenty One Twelve. It's been really great to hear what's you know what you're seeing on the front lines of the uh, the COVID pandemic. Thank you, Larry. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And that's all the time we have for this edition of Pod 2112. I want to thank our guest, Sonny Kayla, the CEO of IT by Design, for joining us. I also want to thank all of you for joining us on Pod 2112, a production of the 2112 Group. 2112 is the leading provider of research, strategy development, and enablement services for B2B technology and manufacturing companies around the world. For more information about how 2112 can help your business, visit our website at the2112group.com. Also, check out Channelnomics, 2112's news and analyst site that provides the best insights into business practices and market trends. And we also have on, on Channelnomics a special section on the COVID pandemic and what it means to the technology industry and channels. It's, it's constantly being updated, so check it out. And if you haven't done so, please subscribe to Pod 2112. You don't want to miss a single, a single conversation with the executives and thought leaders like Sunny who are shaping the world around us. You can subscribe to Pod 2112 on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's easy to subscribe, so do so today. Thanks again for listening to Pod 2112. Until next time, I'm Larry Walsh.